The Joker by Scott Leopold, Chapter 28 Journal Entry After Brooke and I got married, things quickly became rough. I resented her for not standing up to her parents, and she resented me for never wanting to visit her family. We soon had kids thinking it would help. We even moved Grandma Daisy into the house so she could help. She was truly a blessing. The boys loved having her with them every day. For me, her presence was like hugging the old familiar pillow I loved as a child. It wasn't long after Grandma Daisy moved in that the doctors diagnosed her with cancer. The diagnosis was an out-of-control cell growth in Grandma's left kidney. Treatment was iffy and might even cause additional complications. We tried chemotherapy for a while, but it was awful. She wanted to stop, and I couldn't blame her. She told me she had reflected on her life, and the legacy she was leaving behind more than satisfied her. So Grandma Daisy spent her remaining days with me and my three boys. Brooke was very elusive, and I hardly saw her anymore. She was not happy, and I still don't know why. She even took Prozac, which I don't think helped at all. At the same time, it was hard for me to watch Grandma Daisy's health deteriorate. One day we were joking and watching a movie, and the next day she was losing her balance, falling. Deep down inside, I knew the end was coming for Grandma Daisy. A few weeks later, we purchased a wheelchair for her and had a ramp built onto the front porch. It wasn't long before the dining room became her bedroom. The central location of the house made it easy for us to care for her when she was finally bedridden. The insurance company provided a part-time nurse to help out. Grandma Daisy would fall in and out of consciousness while I sat by her side. One morning, I remember waking up earlier than usual. I walked into the kitchen, checking on her as I passed. Charlie was sitting by her side, holding her hand. My heart lurched at the sight of this gentle tableau. Grandma Daisy's eyes were open and she was looking up at the ceiling. She knew Charlie was there, but she struggled to turn her head to look at him. When he was in her line of sight, she smiled. I knew she was in extreme pain, yet she still smiled on those she loved. I joined Charlie at her side and kissed her on the forehead, my eyes drifting up to meet hers. For a moment, I saw the twinkle I loved. Jack, she started. You've turned out to be a good man. Shh. You need to save your energy, I said, fighting back my tears. There's something that's very important that I need to tell you, Jack. What is it, Grandma? Her face twisted in sorrow. Then she whispered, I am sorry you never had a father. I see the father you are to your boys, and I'm so proud of you. And your mother is proud of you, too. I know you had your differences, but she loved you, Jack. She was young and very confused when she had you. But she always loved you. She just didn't know how to show it. She swallowed and licked her dry lips. I tried to mask the pain that showed on my face. Then Grandma Daisy looked up and studied me like she was trying to memorize every detail of the moment. She struggled hard to smile. 
That was my last memory of her. She died in her sleep that night. Grandma Daisy's wish was to be cremated, and instead of instead of having a small ceremony with her own f- immediate family, she wanted to have a gathering of just me and my boys. She also requested that her ashes be used while planting a tree in the front yard of our house. I complied with her every wish except for one. When the day came to let her rest, I stood before my family with Grandma Daisy's ashes in my hands, my mind filled with the wonderful memories of my guardian angel. This was the first time my kids saw me openly weep. I told her one last time what she meant to me. When no one wanted me, you did. When I fell, you picked me up. Sometimes you even carried me when I could no longer walk. You were always there. You are my guardian angel. If success is measured not by what we possess, but rather how much we are loved, then you are the most successful person I have ever known. I will miss you more than you could ever imagine. Having you in my life has truly been a blessing. I then poured part of her ashes in the hole I dug the night before and planted a river birch among them. It was her favorite tree. She loved the white flaking bark. I kept part of her ashes to be buried with me when I die. That was not part of her last wish. However, I could not bear the thought of her being alone. I wanted her to be by my side even in death. I packed the loose dirt around the tree base with my foot. Then I noticed my boys watching me. I dropped a shovel and held out my arms to them. We hugged each other in one monolithic embrace.